welcome to a very special bonus episode of Rocky Like a Hurricane Run. A bit of an impromptu episode, this one. I was lucky enough to catch up with the great Mr. Michael Sweet, lead singer and guitarist of the 80s Christian metal legends, Striper, who are making their way to Australia in the coming few days. It was very exciting to catch up with... A man of a band who I genuinely love. It's not a not a guilty pleasure of mine. So it was awesome to have a fun little chat with Michael Sweet. We chat about we chat about a whole different plethora of things. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this fun little interview that I had with Michael Sweet of Striper. Have a listen. Firstly, congratulations on the new album, Goddamn Evil. It's definitely a very hard hitting modern take on the classic Striper sound. What was the writing process like on this album compared to previous albums? Did you take much influence on newer music or was it just like a natural progression in the way the band was going? Well, it was definitely a natural progression for sure. Um, we just kind of do our thing, you know, to, to use the old cliche, you know, you get on a bike, you never forget how to ride a bike. It's kind of like that. Yeah. You know, when you have downtime and, you know, we were, we were apart for years. I left in 92. And we didn't get back together again until three, and then making music in five. So you know, it took a little time to kind of get back in the swing of things. Uh, but I think we we started kind of you know figuring out how to do that by uh, maybe two thousand and nine is when we really kind of found ourselves again, and we've been going strong ever since. Yeah, that's definitely like a from listening to the past few albums and definitely the, like the, the opening track on the new album, uh, take it to the cross. It's like, it's super heavy. Like it's very much like a, like a modern metal core, heavy metal sound. Um, was that just, was that just like the feel of the song? Like, is that what you just felt at the time to write that? Cause like, there's some like super like screams and like super heavy stuff towards the end of that, nearly like a breakdown. Was that just how you felt like writing at the time for that song or? Yeah, I mean we've got we've got that in our blood. You know, we we're a heavy metal band at the core uh, and at the core, we grew up on you know classic metal: Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Ozzy Osbourne, you know all that stuff. That's all we listen to: Scorpions, Van Halen. Uh, and we've never been a thrash band, but we've had people, our fans over the years, say, "Hey, man, why don't you guys do something that borders on thrash? Do something that's a little heavier." So this was, uh, that song was really our answer to that question, uh, you know, for the past six, seven, eight years, getting these questions over and over again, we said, all right, we're going to do it. So, you know, it's still not like Slayer or, or, or Megadeth or Anthrax or any, any of those bands, and we'll never be like that because that's not who we are, but... It was fun just kind of stretching out a little bit, trying something with a little more edge and something that was a little more different for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. when I first played the, the album, I heard that. I'm like, oh, this is completely different, but I dig it. Um, in recent years, there's been like a, like obviously you would have known there's been a huge resurgence in the 80s metal. And yeah, you've probably seen it firsthand. Have you noticed many younger fans go to Striper shows these days, like be it by themselves or with their parents? Because like, I'm 22 years old and I've been listening to you guys for quite some time and I've been to a lot of shows that have come to Australia recently like Mr. Big Extreme LA Guns. Have you noticed that a lot of like younger younger guys and girls are getting out to shows for you guys? 
We have, and it's interesting to me because, you know, uh, you go back uh, when I was talking about the 05, 06, and on through 09 and 10, and we had some younger fans. But over the past few years, you know, 16, 17, 18, 2018, um, we've really seen a surge of younger fans. I don't really know why. I don't have an explanation for that, uh, other than the fact that maybe there's a lot more parents turning their kids on to, to Striper and, and this kind of music. I, I don't know. Uh, but we see, you know, teenagers coming to our shows in old vintage shirts, and, and I'll stop the show or stop the song and say, hey, where'd you get your shirt? You know, and they'll say, hey, from my mom or from my dad. <laughs> so I think that's the case. I think that's what's going on. And it's kind of cool. Uh, that there are a lot of younger fans, younger generation, who are, you know, discovering uh, and finding Striper's music, and uh, that we're speaking to them now. Uh, you know, it's it, 34 years later, to be doing that is quite astonishing, actually. It's very cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I was, was going to have asked this question a bit later on, but I've, it's kind of morphed into what it is. Um, recently, I was in Japan, and, like, every record store I went to had... The striper section was massive, and there was like, as you said, like old vintage shirts and super like rare pressings of vinyl. Was your success outside of America a surprise to the band initially? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, we we never knew what to expect, uh, and we didn't expect anything. You know, when we were twenty, twenty-one years old back in eighty-three, eighty-four, uh, and the fact that it really did take off and spread across, uh, you know, the pond, if you will. In other countries, Europe, Japan, Australia, uh, it's just mind-blowing to us. And, you know, we were really, really popular. And, uh, you know, not only Australia, but Japan, we made a video called Live in Japan and played at Budokan. And, you know, we did really well there. So uh, it's it's always surprising to, to think back on those times. And we're getting ready to go to Japan as well coming up. Uh, we go to Australia first and Japan. And we still have a fan base there. Uh, so it's going to be very cool to go and be able to perform for everybody again. And we're very grateful for the fact that we, we have all these people who still support us 34 years later. It's amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. And as you said, you guys are, in a few weeks, you're back to Australia for the first time in 2010. And fans are always excited to hear the classic songs. But are you guys excited to play the new album, not only the new album, but also songs from No More hell to pay in full and because you guys never tour those albums when you you guys haven't toured those albums at all so is, are you guys excited to slip a couple of those songs into the set list we as well haven't. yeah absolutely and you know we're we're fitting in best we can you know songs from from those albums as well um you know we're doing a few from fall and i think we're doing a few from no more hell to pay i know we're doing four or five songs from uh goddamn evil so that's the primary focus, because it's the most recent. Um, and then, of course, we're doing, uh, you know, songs. We're trying to fit in songs from all the classic albums as well. And it starts to become difficult, because we have a pretty big uh, catalog. Uh, but we only have a certain time limit to perform it. I think it's an hour and a half or an hour and 40 minutes or something like that. Um, and we're trying our best to fit everything in. I think we're playing 19 or 20 songs. So it's a good set, good set list. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I find, I find that um, with, yeah, a lot of older bands that I've seen recently, like it, but you always want to push a new album just fair enough because with you guys, especially the new album is, 
for me, probably one of your strongest albums. Like, yeah, you, obviously you have to try and find which of the classic songs to cull to try and put in one of the newer songs to push that out there because obviously these days a lot of fans want to see the classic stuff more than the newer stuff. Have you found that? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and that it tends to be the case across the board with, with every band. The fans want to hear the classic material. You know, sadly, they're not as familiar with the new material because there's no format for it. Uh, it's not like the 80s where every station was playing it, MTV was playing it, you know, and, and, and people knew and heard and, and were able to see and hear the music. Nowadays, it's not the same. It's not so much the case. Uh, but we're still trying our best to write our best material to date and perform it. It's very important to us to go out there and play it live and to continue recording and making new music because I feel like some of our best material is coming out of us now. Uh, I, I would even go on to say that I think this album is our best album. You know, I like it. I like it better personally than you know, "To Hell with the Devil." And, and when you say things like that, fans gasp and you know they get up in arms. You got to be careful because. They hold those albums very close and very dear, and there's a lot of memories that go along with them. But man, I think we're doing better better now than we did back in the day. That's yeah, that's, that's an interesting take to have. I dig it. Um, so obviously, like a lot of a lot of like your lyrical content is like about like overcoming hardship, togetherness, and mo- mostly positive messages. Obviously, it's a lot is based on your faith. But did you find? a lot of your lyrics can be related to the state of affairs in the world both currently but when you wrote them back in the day and even like obviously with newer material as well. Yeah, I think back in the day our lyrics, a lot of our lyrics were more about love and relationships and uh, you know, a little bit more on the positive side. Nowadays, you know, some of our lyrics are a little bit more on the negative side and about the state of our society and what's going on around us. And it's not always a positive thing. You know, there's a song called You Don't Even Know Me and Goddamn Evil. Um, and we're, we're, we're really diving into lately uh, what's around us in terms of social media, the Internet. Everybody lives on their phones and lives on the Internet. And, you know, anyone and everyone can go and say whatever they want about any, anybody else at any given time. And a lot of times we see it with our own eyes. It's real negative and some of the things that are said about other people and kids are committing suicide because of things that are said about them online and it's a crazy world we live in um and i feel like a lot of that negativity is due in part to social media so that's the focus of this album lyrically quite a few songs about that um but at the same time they always come back to the message that we've always had god's love you know uh, faith and hope and grace, you know, and all the things that are important uh, as a believer, as, as a Christian, uh, to us, you know, to, to present and get out there in our, in our music. Yeah, have you, like, and yeah, t- like touching on that, um, as you said, like a lot of the, the topics are about like social, like the negatives, like the current social aspects and whatnot. With, um, with like the younger, like your younger fans, have you found, that the lyrical content 
like especially about like your faith and Christianity, have you found that that reflects on them as well? Because um, my sister is a teacher at a, at a Christian at a Christian school here in in Melbourne, and um, she says to me one day, she's like, oh, the, these kids come up to me, and, like these kids came up and asked me if they, if they knew about this band Striper. Have you found that a lot of like younger people are, are finding like their connection to faith through you guys? Absolutely. I mean, we see it every day. We hear it every day. Uh, messages that we get from people and meeting them live when we're performing and face-to-face. And Yeah, for sure. And that's why, you know, we still feel there's a calling on what we do and on our lives, and that's why we're still doing it. You know, we love music. Music's always going to be a part of who we are, but at the same time, we love people, and we want to encourage and inspire people. And that's really... You know, that's the the cake. You know, the icing on the cake is the music, but the cake itself is being able to inspire people and help people that are hurting. Um, and that's really what we've always been about from the very beginning, and it's still what we're about now. That's never going to change. Or if it ever does change, we really should hang it up and, uh, and stop. But I don't see that changing. Um, that's just where our hearts are and have always been so important to us. Yeah, um, I was chatting to a lot of the vocalist of a local band here in Melbourne the other the other week on on our show, and she was um saying that a lot of the time with it's more about building a community around your music, and I feel like that's like that's what her band has done, especially what what you guys have done, obviously on a bigger scale. Um, so obviously that must mean more to you now, knowing that 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 community more or less has been going for yeah thirty thirty five years. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And you know, I look back on, I look back on the fact that it's been almost thirty-five years, and it's, it's insane to me. It always, I always sit in awe thinking about that. How you know, I feel like we've been blessed and given given that time. Uh, granted, we broke up and we went our separate ways for a while, but we we got back together in '03, and we've been going ever since, stronger than ever, longer than ever. Uh, and there's no signs of slowing down. You know, we've got we've got a lot more in us. We we I believe that we could easily release another you know five or six or maybe even seven albums over the next twenty years. Uh, you know, we try to do an album every every few years. So you know, if we release five, that's another ten years if we stick to that format. Uh, so I mean, could be more could be quite a bit more and I would love to see our catalog get up in that 20 or 21 album range uh, I think we're at 12 now studio albums so and then we've got other live albums and you know re-releases and best of and all that kind of stuff but we're gonna just keep doing it man because we love it and you know as long as we have the ability to do it and we're healthy and we are happy doing it there's a lot more to come awesome I'll, I'll start wrapping it up but um yeah you Obviously, you're turning back here in August, and obviously, it'll be it's a, a bit of a departure with the the venues you guys would have played when you first came to Australia. But obviously, it's not disheartening knowing that like the shows have been selling really well. So obviously, the demand is there. Just quickly, like tell me about like the first time you got you guys came to Australia. Did you expect playing the venues that you did? I remember the first time we came to Australia. It was it was insane. I mean, um, you know, we played in Melbourne and we had a, a a lot of people gathered outside of a, a record store shining 
And, you know, we basically had to be taken out of there in a paddy wagon. And we went to the police, uh, you know, the police station. And it was very cool, very interesting. We made the papers and everything. And just and we thought it was a big parade going on. And there was a bunch of people there to see us. So we've always had a really great following in Australia. A lot of people uh, coming out, standing behind us and supporting us. Uh, we haven't been able to make it back to Australia as often as we'd like, you know, uh, in the, like in the eighties, we went three times between, uh, 1987 and, and 1991. And we would love to come every two or three years, but it doesn't seem to be the case. It's very difficult to make happen. Uh, but here we are, it's been eight years. We came last time we came was in 2010 and now we're coming back. And uh, we're just thankful that the, the people are still there and that tickets are doing well. And people do want to come see the show and they even remember who we are. Uh, that's, that's an incredible feeling and we're very blessed and very, very fortunate to have that. So we're excited to come. Uh, I can't wait to see all of our, our fans and all of our friends in Australia and just to eat some good food and hopefully have some enjoy some good weather. I know it's a little chilly there now. You guys are in winter time, aren't you? Yeah, we are, but the middle middle late August tends to it's when it's perking up into spring. So you might get some, you might get something nice. It should be all right. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that would be good. And we're excited, man. We're excited to come and can't wait to see everybody. So hopefully everybody else is excited as well. Well, I know I'm definitely excited. I will be at the Melbourne show. So, um, Michael Sweet, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor for me. It's been something I've wanted to do for a while. So, thanks so much for giving me your time, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, my friend, likewise. And I look forward to meeting you when we get there. And thanks for, for talking to me, taking the time out today. And there you have it. A fun chat I had with Michael Sweet. I learned a fair bit about Stryfer that I didn't know it. No, and I thought I knew a fair bit about them, but there you go. Um, Striper are making their way to Australia. They start their tour on the 17th of August in Melbourne and then continue around the rest of the country for the following week. So if you are in Australia want to catch the metal legends that are Striper, the yellow and the black army, I cannot say anything, but you must go to these shows. It should be a fun time. I will be there. So... Thank you very much again, as always, to John Howarth for hooking me up with a very funny interview like this one. So, yeah, thank you so much, John, and see you on Friday for another, for the usual episode of Rocky Like a Hurricane Runner.